Welcome everyone and welcome to the second Partner in Action webinar. Before I go further, Nicola, can I get a message from you if you can hear me okay, assuming everyone else can as well. Hi Amy, we can hear you fine. Okay, great, thanks. And Nicola, stand by, I'm gonna pass it over to you shortly. Before that, I'd like to give a tiny bit of background about what we'll be discussing tonight. The foundation of the Partner in Action webinar comes from the communication model Predator, Prey, or Partner, which is a body of work developed by my sister, Pat Kirkland. If you want to know more about Pat or her work, you can visit patkirklandleadership.com. And once again, it looks like we have a full house. We've got folks calling in from all over the globe, so I'd like to say an official good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everyone. Okay, Nicola, I want to pass over to you for some technical discussion and review before we move on. Okay, thanks, Amy. Hi, everyone. A few things for you to note. This call is an audio call only, and the session will be recorded. And in order to keep the quality of the line high, please use a headset and mute your microphone when you're not speaking. I will also be muting you automatically, so don't worry if you forget how to do it. And I've currently got all of you muted right now. If you can, please find a quiet spot. That will also help the quality of the line. And a couple of, uh, a couple of other technical points. If you're calling in on a phone, you can press star six to mute and unmute yourself, and star nine to raise your hand. If you are calling via your computer or iPad directly through Zoom, you can click on the microphone symbol in the bottom left corner of your screen to mute and unmute. And to raise your hand, click on participants and then raise hand. I'll also put this information into the chat box for those of you who are online and can see it. You can ask a question or make a comment by raising your hand or by using the chat box. And finally, if you're having trouble with either option, just unmute yourself and practice interrupting. That's it for now, back to you, Amy. Thank you. Okay, thanks, Nicola. Today's call is gonna be semi-interactive. It's gonna be a discussion and coaching. We're gonna be looking at the communication challenges you submitted prior to the call, and I'll review those shortly. This will be a combination of laser discussion, spot coaching on the behaviors and the mindset that we've discussed in the Predator Prey Partner programs. So whether or not it's a challenge you submitted, you're welcome to participate in the discussion and volunteer to be coached. The good news is we do have three coaches on the standby for specific issues that they volunteered to be coached on. Also, you may be doing some writing during call, so if possible, have a piece of paper and a pen. Make sure you're not driving a vehicle while you're doing this. The call is gonna consist of three areas. Success stories, challenges, questions, and comments. You can ask a question, you can make a comment by raising your hand as Nicola explained a moment ago. 
And remember, when you're both speaking and typing, one of the things we work on in the training is the four-sentence rule, meaning do your best to say whatever you have to say in four sentences or less. This helps to build the being concise muscle. And with close to 75 people on the call, it may take a few minutes to respond to your, your questions and chats. And like Nicholas said, if you're not getting a response, it seems like I may not be seeing your messages, your chats, feel free to unmute yourself and interrupt. Now, there's a few people on the call who got this webinar invitation forwarded to you, and I'm delighted you're joining. Most people on the call have attended one of my workshops or an intensive training. So it's possible that maybe what I talk about, not everything will make perfect sense to you. So my request, as I say in my trainings, you don't have to like what I say, you don't have to agree with what I say, just stay open to it. And stay open to it over the next coming weeks. Practice the behavior, behaviors and see what starts to change in your life. Now, I'm gonna give a very brief overview and a review of the main concepts that we're gonna be referring to. So for those of you who've taken the training a long time ago, or for those of you who have not been on a training, what I mean by these three terms of predator prey partner. Here's the thing, most of the time, most of us are behaving as partners. And the shorthand definition we use for that is, I'm holding high respect for myself and for the other. All is well. The problem, under pressure, stress, perceived threat, or simply, if we're hungry, angry, lonely, retired, we can slip to either a predator response or I should say reaction, a predator reaction or a prey reaction. Now the predator, a predator is described as a person who's not afraid of conflict and can hold be perceived as arrogant or aggressive or rude or disrespectful. And they do this through their body language, voice, and words by holding too much respect for themselves and not enough for others. And here's the thing. A lot of times when I meet predators and I talk about the model, when they have this realization that they're a predator, they're often quite shocked. So the intention is not necessarily to be disrespectful. It's just they don't always understand the perception they're giving. And now with the prey, and that's spelled P-R-E-Y, the predator is a really nice person and tends to hold too much respect for herself. No, I said that wrong. Too much respect for the other and not enough respect for herself. Now I want to pause for a second. Did you notice I just made a mistake? I said the opposite of what I meant to say. One of the things we're going to be talking about tonight is recovering from mistakes. And that's a great example where I make a mistake, I catch it, and I just simply correct it. I don't have a meltdown or start over-apologizing. Okay, more about that later. And I'm sure I'm going to be making plenty more mistakes today on the call, so feel free to listen closely to see how well I do in recovering from them. <laughs> All right. So going back to the prey, the reason why the prey is particularly dangerous for ourselves is that when we are too nice, when we hold too much respect for others, it can actually trigger even really nice people to become a predator towards us. So let me say that differently. If there's anyone in your life who you think is actually mistreating you, there's a possibility that you're being too nice. 
So just let that sink in, and those are the archetypes that we're going to be jumping, uh, rather, we're going to be addressing and using today. So now, I want to talk about the communication challenges that we're specifically going to be talking about today. Top three that got voted on are handling power plays, admitting and recovering from mistakes, and standing up for yourself and asking for what you want. So those are the main ones, and we may stray off that topic depending on your input, comments, and questions. So with that, I want to first start with Maria. Maria, are you on the call this evening? And you can just unmute yourself and let me know. Hi, hello, this is Maria. Hi, Maria. Welcome. And thanks for being willing to be coached. I know that we were going to coach you on the call in January, and we didn't get a chance to, so I'm really grateful for your willingness to be coached today. So, Maria, are you feeling ready? Sure. Let me see what we get to. <laughs> yes. It's, and it's hard because you're the first one to go. So, Maria... One of the things that I'm going to ask you to do, and Maria, let me remember, you, and I, you were in one of my intensive trainings, right? Yeah, I was in one of the WIN conferences, yeah. At the WIN conference. Okay, which means that you didn't necessarily get a lot of coaching from me. Is that accurate? Mm, yeah, I didn't get any. Okay, so take a deep breath and be prepared because this is going to be a might feel a little bit un uncomfortable if you had been coached by me in a training of two days you'd be more prepared perhaps that it's it's going to feel a little bit intense so my request is just to okay. pretend that you'll be like calm cool and collected whatever happens my job is to support you is that okay for you all right thanks <laughs> maria's not like what did i get myself into <laughs> <laughs> So Maria, here's what I want to do. I am going to read out what you submitted in January about mm -hmm. the dealing with being able to stop conversations. That still is pertinent for you, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. And here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Or rather, as you're listening to this, everybody else on the call, and Nicola, because you're the host, I'm not sure I'm going to see all of these these um the chats i should i should be able to everyone else as i'm reading off maria's scenario i want you to listen closely and i'm putting her in the hot seat because my question for you is in a sentence or less can you say what you think maria might be doing or thinking that could be sabotaging her Okay, it'll make more sense what I mean by that. So ask yourself, hmm, what might Maria be thinking or what story might she be making up that could be sabotaging her? And then, Nicola, I'm going to check in with you in case I'm not seeing any of the chats coming through. Okay, so here's what Maria said. And so, Maria, this is where it might be a little bit uncomfortable. You're, you're in the hot seat and we're already looking at, hmm, where might you not be most effective? Though this mm -hmm. is what's going to get to the bottom of the issue fastest, I believe. All right. So Maria described the situation. And Maria, correct me after I'm done if I didn't get it right. Mm -hmm. What she wants to work on is being able to stop conversations when peers who are at the same level 
patronize you or, or talk down to you. Right, Maria? That's what you mean by patronize? Yes, that's correct. They look down at you and they think, as they think that their job is more important than your job. And then on top of it, they give opinions on matters that are not even their responsibility. Instead of letting the owner speak up, in this case, Maria speak up, okay? So mm -hmm. let me review that, everyone. And your question for yourself, and I'm going to ask you to put it in a chat, in a sentence or less, where do you think Maria could be sabotaging herself through her thinking? Once again, the scenario is she wants to get a stop conversation when peers at the same level patronize her. They look down at her. They think their job is more important. They give their opinions on, their, on matters that are not their responsibility instead of letting Maria speak up, who is the owner of that topic, that matter. Okay, so I'm going to give them about 30 seconds, Maria, and you can be thinking for yourself, ask yourself that question, how might I be sabotaging myself through my thinking? So, Nicola, are you seeing any chats coming through? Not yet, Amy. Okay, good. Here's one from... Oh, there's one coming through now. Thinking that I... Oh, I love that one. Thinking I need to be asked before speaking up. Yost said, Maria is waiting to be allowed to speak up. Same thing. Ta on topics she believes she owns, she's being too sub-assertive. I like that, sub-assertive. I can't even say that. Excellent. Ron is saying, not, maybe, maybe she doesn't have enough self-confidence. So that's a guess, Ron. And maybe she's, it's because Maria was raised in a way to be hyper-polite and respectful. That's another possibility. Uh, let's see. Then Net said, sounds like she may be in a perspective of I'm not good enough. Again, could be a possibility of that I don't have the right or maybe lacking self-confidence. Thinking that others are more important. I still, I'm still thinking about the response, okay? And another one, I feel transparent. Carota. Carota, can you elaborate can you unmute yourself and explain what you mean by I feel transparent oh here you said as invisible okay gotcha so she, you think that Maria yes yeah, sir I go ahead Car Carlotta you're there okay so Carlotta interrupt me if you want to hi Add more. yes uh, can you hear me yes perfectly yes yes no I was just referring to the uh invisible feeling that she may have when she's in the in the room like she's not taking in she's not being taken into account right maybe not as if she's not being seen thanks Carlotta okay you can go ahead and mute yourself again Lords Marina said if I stop the conversation if I make my point I'm gonna sound rude too rude too bossy when in reality we have the same level yep so there mm -hmm. seems to be a theme here okay so now I want to turn it over to Maria Based on hearing and seeing what the notes, what the comments are from others, what's coming up for you? Just the very last one you said, of, um, the very last one you said on, on the, yeah, feeling that you don't want to be perceived as someone rude and just saying things right on the spot. I think that's pretty spot on. Yes. And Maria, one of the things that makes people sound powerful and strong is speaking in first person. So that's already my first piece of coaching for you. 
is as you speak today, rather than you say I. So say that for me again using first person I. I think I'm come across as very rude. Ooh, that was a good downward inflection too. Well done. Right. So this is a perception. And Maria, this is one of the reasons why in my trainings I use video camera and audio recording because it closes that gap because the perception of you, you have your, your, of yourself may be vastly different than they have of you. All right. So that's mm -hmm. the second piece of coaching. You may want to write this down. So first coaching is use I first person. Second piece of coaching is videotape yourself when you're and practice speaking assertively and then go back and listen to it and watch it. And what will likely happen is it's going to close that gap in how you are being perceived and how you think others are perceiving you. So now, so there's a lot around perceived self-confidence. And what's interesting, Maria, and this is for everyone, is that often the prey gets labeled as insecure, lacking in confidence, thinking I'm not good enough. And that may not be the case. It, it could very well be that you have been raised in such a way, especially for women, even more than men, although I see lots of men who are super nice, too nice, too polite, too respectful, where you might be thinking, I'm, I'm rude, I'm being aggressive. So Maria, does it fit for you that it's, it feels less about lacking self-confidence? Yeah, it's not. I really don't think it's about lacking self confidence. It's it's more on the not being rude type of thing and not wanting to confront yeah. people right on the spot so that you would fight for some. That so uh, that I say I that yeah. I so that give that sentence I to me. Don't, yeah, it's more that I don't want to confront someone right on the spot and seem to be rude. And, yeah, exactly. And so isn't this, this is important awareness for you. Did you realize that this could be giving the perception that you're not, you're lacking confidence in yourself? Yes. Yeah, good. And I, I'm glad that's a, 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 an aha for you because I'm going to guess that that is not okay. You do not want to give that perception. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. That's not okay with me now. Good. So sometimes the pain is a good motivator. Okay. So mm -hmm. let me look at the notes again, because there was something else. So people were saying that you think you have to wait. Oh, here's another thing. Did anyone else, this, this jump out at anyone else? For me, Maria said, you, Maria, have you read the book, The Ego Tango, that I wrote? No, I have not read it. Okay, so send me an email. Send me an email. I'll send you an ebook for you to read. The reason I want you okay. to read, well, other than being highly entertaining, in the book, we talk about something called making up another story. So did anyone else on the call, and you can just say yes in the chat, did you realize that Maria was making up a story about these people? She has the, so Maria, Claire, correct me if I'm wrong, have people told you verbatim, Maria, I look down on you. I think my job is more important than yours. Not, they have not said it with words. They've hinted it with, you know, body language, but they've not said it. Okay, so this is important. 
Okay, Danette, yes, exactly. She has no proof there. Ta-da, Danette, exactly. So do you see that chat in there, Maria? You, like the rest of the human race, you've made assumptions. Now, mm-hmm. maybe they're true, okay? I'm not saying they're not true. Except when we make these negative assumptions, this is part of what's sabotaging you. You've made up a story that they look down at you and they think your job is not as important as their job. And unless they've said that to you verbatim, directly, you really don't know for sure. No, that's correct. How does that land for you, Maria? Yeah, that's... It describes reality. Say it again. It describes reality. Okay, great. So in a, the reason I want you to read the book, The Ego Tango, is sp- specifically around the part of making up another story. So now, and everybody feel free to put a chat suggestion in here. The question I have for you, Maria, and we'll see if your peers can help. What is a contrary story that you can make up about their current behavior? So if you could describe their behavior, you said in their body language, they give that perception. What are they doing? Are they speaking over you? Are they interrupting you when you're speaking? Are they not giving eye contact? Are they rolling their eyes? Are they sounding sarcastic in their tone of voice? What if any of of those behaviors or other behaviors are they doing that's giving you this current perception? number of things that you mentioned speaking over me they're showing with the buddies that what I'm saying is just not important they go and summarize it in their words and then hold, they on, put it in their hold own on hold words. on you just made an assumption there so catch that they show in their body what I said is not important so one little tweak it may sound ridiculous I'd like you to say it appears as if or here's a better one my perception is from their body language, what I'm saying is not important. So just sit, give me that sentence. My perception is that from the body language that my topic is not important to them. Good. Okay, so that's not an observed behavior. That's an assumption that you're making. So when you say they speak over me, that's an observed behavior. So let's see if best as possible we can stick with just the, beha- the observable behavior. What else do they do or say or not do or not say that gives you this perception? You still there, Maria? Maria, you might be on mute. I'm not hearing anything. It looks like Maria has dropped off the call. Okay. Disappeared All right, so while Maria, go ahead, Nicola. She disappeared from the participant list, which indicates to me she may have dropped off. Okay. Let's hope that's going to happen and she didn't give up on me. So (laughs) while Maria is calling back in, I'd like to hear from people. What if if her story, her current stories are that she's making up is they look down at me. They think my job is their job is more important. What's what are some other stories that they, that she could be making up about 
their behavior. So the one thing we do did hear her say was that they speak over her. So what are some, just let's get creative and let's hear some ideas. I'm not looking for right or wrong. Okay, so I hear they fill in what they think is an empty spot and they only jump in because they think the topic is important. Fantastic, I love that. So, and, and, and am I hearing that I'm looking for Krimini, Mini, what is your first name? Can you mute your, unmute yourself and tell me your first, Miriam, thanks Miriam. Okay, so Miriam, you said they fill in what they, and they only jump in, I, what did I want to say just now? So notice everyone, I'm making a mistake. I've just gone blank on what I wanted to say to Miriam's comment. And so I'm going to pause. Only jump in because I think the topic is important. Beautiful. So what's coming back for me, Miriam, is that they're enthusiastic and it's like they want to support her. And Donna, your idea is they want to further contribute by expanding on what she's saying. Gorgeous. Oh, I love that. They further contribute. What a different twist. And what, what, that, what was coming up for me is very briefly, and because of this session is being recorded, the good news is that Maria can go back and listen to everything that we're sharing now. I want to very, very briefly explain a communication model by, developed by a woman of Susan Steinbeck. She talks about how there's different styles of way we communicate. There's, and she uses three analogies of sports, the bowlers, the basketball players, the rugby players. And a very, very high level, the bowlers in certain parts of the world, they, the exchange is slower, more formal. They take up more space and time. The basketball players is a little bit faster. They interrupt a little bit, though they're not as aggressive as our rugby players who are fast and interrupting, and no one gets offended because that style is what's appropriate. So can, you can imagine what happens when you've got a bowler and a rugby player. <laughs> so one guess, one thing that I'm going to have Maria think about is, is she more of a bowler or more of a rugby player? And the guess based on the scenario, maybe because she's feeling interrupted when they speak over her, her, maybe her style is more bowling, more basketball, and less rugby. And maybe she's got a couple of people, peers on her team who are rugby players. So she's being a feeling, choosing to feel offended or, or lack, this is lacking respect when in fact it's, it's just a rugby player. So that's another tool I use when I'm getting frustrated or annoyed with someone who's more of a rugby player. And now that I have this shorthand definition of bowlers, basketball players, and rugby players, I now, I'm less annoyed, I'm less frustrated when someone interrupts or talks over me and I just say, oh, I've got a rugby player. And then I know that I could probably be a little more uh, directive in my style without likely offending them. Okay, let me go back to the notes. Let's see. The last note I see here is from Danette saying they don't try or think anything. They're just being themselves. Beautiful. It's nothing personal is what I'm hearing, Danette. Okay, so let me check to see if Maria's back on the call. If she's not, I'm going to put some closure on this one and we're going to move on and we're going to move on and we're going to move on. We're going to move on. No. Okay. So 
what I'd like to say as a suggestion to Maria is already recommended, read the chapter on making up another story, notice your assumptions, notice more powerful options that your peers on the call have given you. And then the next thing to work on is the behaviors to speak up. So, and if you videotape yourself, Maria, and this is for everybody else on the call who struggles with this, videotape yourself, practice being what you think could sound rude, bossy, too assertive. And ideally practice with another person, maybe someone who doesn't particularly have an opinion of you, someone who doesn't know you too well. And then watch the video and watch the video as if you're watching someone else. Because it's a, at first it's hard for us to extricate ourselves from our own opinion. Watching this person imagine that there's someone else and then ask yourself, do they sound rude or bossy? And you may very well be surprised. You may realize, wow, I've been carrying this perception of myself that's not accurate. So I'm gonna pause there and if Maria does come back and join us, I can check back in with her later. Okay, so we are now, Nicolo, are we, where are we at? We've got about almost 30 minutes remaining. Great. Thank you, Nicola. <laughs> and I'd like to move on to the second scenario. And before I move on to the second scenario about standing up for yourself and asking for what you want, I want to, actually, no, I'm going to make that the third one. I want to move on. The second one I'm going to discuss, we're going to talk about admitting and recovering from mistakes. My question is to check with anybody on the call, since you can all unmute yourselves, no problem. Are there any questions or comments that people want to share, either your own success stories around this issue of handling power plays? Because this is what we would call, this is, this is an example, potentially, these people might very well be, it's also possible. And let me pause. Okay, yes, who's on the call? <coughs> I've got someone who just unmuted yourself. Nicola? You can either mute them or ask them by name if they have something to share. I unmuted all of you actually, so I will mute everybody again and then allow people to unmute themselves if they want to. Okay, perfect. Thanks. So I'm going to see if there's any questions, comments, shares. And you just need to unmute yourself. Okay, I've hydrated, and since no one has spoken up, I'm going to move on. So the next point we said we want to talk about was admitting recovering from a mistake. Now, Julie, are you on the call this evening? Uh, uh, no, no, Julie, I can hear you. I can hear you now, yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, actually, I had a question, um, uh, question for you uh, regarding the, the previous topic. Okay, perfect. And then we're going to move on to your topic. So, yes, what's yeah. your question? 
Yes, I, I remember once you uh, showed us a way to take the control again in a conversation when someone has interrupted you. And if I remember well, it was about calling the person's name and yeah. then doing three seconds of silence. Is that is that it, or am I missing a part? Um, let's let's practice it now. So the first thing you do, just like. I was starting to do now. While you were speaking, I was doing those little tiny active listening. Uh-huh. Yep. Right. I see. And I do that, those. Potentially, I do them over your words. You were speaking slow enough that I may not have had to say it over your words. <laughs> yeah. Then uh, there, there's actually the pause is air. I, so I do, uh-huh. I see. Okay. And then I say, Julie. So I say, Julie, with that famous downward inflection. And the pause comes right after I say your name because Julie, so now I've really interrupted you, except I've done it with your name, which is usually not a very offensive for people. They like to hear their name. The pausing okay. right after your name is where I'm asking permission. So when I say Julie, I'm, I'm telling you I'm going to interrupt. When I pause, that's the place where I'm asking permission. May I have the invisible microphone without saying anything? All right, so Julie, let's practice it for everyone now. So I want you to talk about something, and I do not want you to be overly polite. Don't let me interrupt you unless you're motivated to be interrupted, okay? Okay. And you can even already talk about your issue. You can talk about what you did over the weekend. The content doesn't matter too much. And okay, so before we start, everyone who can be listening, for me when I'm doing aha, uh -huh, I see, okay, right, got it. Julie, and then only if you're motivated, Julie, you know, only if she's, she's motivated to stop, she'll stop. And then just after, I'm, I'm sure she's gonna give me the microphone and she might be in the middle of a word, she might be in the middle of a sentence. We don't know if she's gonna stop or not. Then before I go on to my point or ask my question, I summarize. So Julie, if I understand correctly, Blah, 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 blah. Is that right? And then I move on to my point. All right? So, Julie, right. are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. And um, I'm going to – so I will stop right now, and I will try okay. not to cough too much. And no uh, because I just got a cough <laughs> today. Okay. And actually, I'm going to start to explain the story uh, which I would like to share. And it's a situation that actually happens – Sometimes when I try to practice one of the tricks you shared with us during okay. one of the trainings. Okay. Julie, <laughs> if I understand yes. correctly, okay, you see that everybody, she paused. That was her willing to give me the microphone. And then I can't wait too long. I just got to wait a little bit. So now I'm going to continue. Julie, if I understand correctly, you want to discuss the challenges you have when you're practicing the behaviors you learn from the program. Is that right? Correct. Okay, great. All right, so we're going to keep doing this so you can notice. And hold, Julie, just pause for a second. I want to see. So Ron says, you get the attention when interrupting using the name. Nice. Lots of ends and no buts. Oh, thank you for noticing, Ron. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Julie, please continue. Okay, so this is a very simple story um, that started from a misunderstanding. So okay. there was a story about a tablecloth. About what? And 
tablecloth, you know, the, the thing that we put on the table to make the table nice. Tablecloth. Table yes. yes. And so uh, it was actually my friend who told me something about the tablecloth. So I took it and I put it into the, the, the washing machine. Yeah. And so he asked me why I didn't remove the second layer that you put in between. So Julie. And I took Yes. Did you see that again, everyone? She was just about to continue. She heard her name. She's willing to stop. Julie, if I understand correctly, the scenario that you're describing to us is with a friend. The issue was something about a tablecloth. You put it in the washing machine, and she's about to ask you a question. Is that right? Correct. Okay. Now, everybody on the call, normally I would not interrupt someone this much. I'm just simply doing it so you can hear the rhythm multiple times. And again, Julie, if she really didn't want to be interrupted, she, she wouldn't stop. She would keep talking. And that might happen later on, and that's perfectly fine. So you'll watch how I handle it then when she, if she happens to keep talking. Okay, Julie, please continue. I, actually, I, I wouldn't dare continuing when you, you interrupt me uh, right. with my name. Yeah. Right. Isn't that amazing? Uh, it's probably thanks to your downward inflection. Because yes. you... you Feel and I, can, I, I feel you are so, so, um, so, uh, gosh, I'm missing the word, so self-assured. Yes. That I, I'm actually, I'm walking in my house and I'm, I'm literally physically stopping when you, you call my name. <laughs> so Julie, let me remind everyone on the call what you're referring to in case they're not clear. So Julie caught, when I said her name, I said it with a statement and not a question because when we want to interrupt people, what we normally say is, Julie, so our voice goes up, which is, may I please interrupt? Except when I say her name, instead what I said was, Julie. I say it as a statement. Now, the assert, it sounds very assertive, except the politeness, remember, is when I pause and wait to see, is she going to give me that invisible microphone? Great, that's very cool, Julie, to hear what impact it has. It's it always works. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Can I go back to the topic? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, now I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to do. I'm going to see my best to just listen to the rest of your story. So I very often use the um, the few tricks you gave us about trying to rephrase in a situation um, or in a potential, potential misunderstanding, uh, rephrase what, what just happened by saying, I, I feel that blah, 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 or I thought that you meant I needed to, to clean the tablecloth. Mm -hmm. And what happened to me is that the person told me, yes, you are turning the situation to your own advantage. Wow. So I, I lost my means completely because I, I wanted to rephrase. Okay, hold on. And, yep. So th that, I did a bad job interrupting. Hold on is not ideal. <laughs> Julie. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Good. So do you see, everyone, I just made a mistake. I acknowledge, this is a great example. I admitted I made a mistake, and I recovered using a little bit of playful humor. We do not have to be perfect in life. Julie, you used a word mem. I didn't understand it. Can you go back one or two sentences? Yeah, so um, one of the 
the trick I often use is when I'm into a situation where I feel may become a conflict or a misunderstanding, I, I tell the person, uh, I feel this or that, or I, my understanding was that you wanted me to clean the tablecloth, for example, in this specific example. And the person said, wow, you're turning the situation to your own advantage. Right. And I felt completely disarmed because my intention was really to to explain why I put the table clothes in the in the in the machine and, and that was actually not the intention of the other or not the wish of the other person. Okay. And I, I didn't so, know how to react. So Julie, if I'm hearing you correctly, you attempted to use the skills, you got a very almost sounds potentially like a harsh or a, an aggressive reaction back almost accusing you of something and it disarmed you is that right totally got it okay so if if you have to before i make some guesses in one sentence what would you like to understand as a result of this situation what is your question or your, your concern specifically how can i react to turn back the, the situation to to quiet again and, and and get out of this aggressive or or not be hurt by this aggressive reaction. Okay. So flip it back. Mm -hmm. How do so bottom line, you want to know how to uh, handle yourself. It, it's not about necessarily what skills we're going to talk a little bit about what did you do that may have helped you or hurt you in using the skills. And then the second part is, more importantly, you've been, essentially you've been aggressed and how to manage that aggression. Is that accurate? Yes, absolutely. Especially because, sorry. Thanks, Julie. Let me just clarify what I said. I didn't say it very well. You, your perception was that you were aggressed. It may not have been that person's intention. Probably. I hope not. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. Okay. And now mm -hmm. I cut you off. What else were you going to say? Sorry, is that a question? Did you, did you, do you feel complete for right now? If I feel complete? With your explanation before I jump in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, Julie, sometimes, let me guess, does this, per, this person you had this exchange with, do you know each other really well? Yes. The reason why I guessed that was the case is because sometimes when we start using new skills, we're, we have to grow into them. We don't feel terribly comfortable with them. And as a result, we sound some, can sound mechanical or like we're in a, a laboratory. And mm -hmm. as a result, unfortunately, people may feel manipulated, even though that's mm -hmm. not your intention. Your yeah. intention was to be able to successfully and effectively handle uh, a misunderstanding. Yeah. So that's the first thing, is just be aware that sometimes, unfortunately, the, this backfires and it blows up in our face. 
<laughs> and so sometimes yeah. a good approach, a good a recommendation I make to a lot of people, and this is for everyone on the call, is sometimes practicing this, these behaviors with complete strangers is, mm -hmm. is a safer option because they become our laboratory. They are our guinea pigs. And, and so then we can get, use them to get good, learn from our failures, our successes, and then as we get better at it, we can start to bring it into our import, more important relationships. Now, the second thing, Julie, when you, you so you had this misunderstanding and you did something that she didn't want you to do or she was upset about. And what, in, what I heard you say was, well, I thought you wanted me to X. So I would yep. define that as you getting, going on the defensive or justifying or explaining yourself uh -huh. and in that moment they do not want to hear that mm. yeah they may be willing to listen to it later in the moment when they're angry they do not want to hear your excuse your explanation your justification that's the bad news yeah yeah what they want and need in that moment most likely here's my guess is empathy and understanding okay so let's play out the scenario. I want you to be this person and I'm going to be you. And okay. so I want you to, let's rewind to the part where I've just done something wrong with the tablecloth and you tell me what I've done wrong. Yeah. Okay. And then okay. <laughs> I'm going to respond and you be honest, tell me if it, if it were, if you imagine if you were this person, if, if this response would work for you. And I'm not quite sure what's going to come out of my mouth. My intention is to show empathy and understanding. And it's okay if it doesn't work, be honest, okay? Yeah, okay. Right. Amy, where did you go with the tablecloth? What did you do with it? Oh, I put it in the washer. But why? Um, my understanding is that you wanted it in the washer. Yeah, you're turning the situation to your advantage. This is absolutely not what I meant. Oh, okay. Oh, I completely misunderstood. Sorry about that, Julie. Is there something I can do to resolve it? Okay, pause. Yeah. Now, I didn't really, okay, let's just find out how that works for Julie. It may or may not have worked because the truth is I don't think I showed a lot of empathy or understanding. <laughs> I think, and this is me making another mistake, I think that, let's just see, how did that work, Julie? Did, would it make sense that if you were that person, would you feel slightly calmer or slightly more aggressive? What's your guess? Slightly, uh, knowing the person, slightly more aggressive. That, that's why I, I'm disarmed. Yeah, right. So, so let's do it again. Let's see if I can improve it. Okay. And I'm, and I'm going to... I'm, I'm going to do this, everyone. I'm going to attempt to do this. Be the, I'm, I'm the person who's made the mistake, and I'm, I might not apologize. I know that seems like I should because I probably have done something wrong, though. Let's see if I can show better, more empathy without apologizing. Okay. And okay. rewind action. Amy, where, where did you go with the tablecloth? What did you do with it? Uh, I put it in the washer, Julie. But why? 
it sounds like that's not what you wanted me to do with it. Did I misunderstand? That's a good one. Okay. Amy, two points. <laughs> Amy, two points. <laughs> I like yes. that. So, Julie, I'm not sure. Why do you think that work was different? Why did that work better for you? Any idea? Probably the, the phrase you used. Okay, so I, I said I something. I write it down. So I think, I think, and, and the, the, it's recorded, so you could always go back and listen to the webinar. So what I did differently, Julie, is I didn't go on the let me justify defend. I went right to, oh, it sounds like I immediately addressed the issue that that was not what you wanted. And then in a way mm -hmm. I took responsibility. It sounds like I misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's an example where in a way, everybody, that's how I admit I've made a mistake. Now, I'm internally, I'm like, what the heck, girl, you told me to, I don't know, you know, and, and I'm feeling defensive and angry and frustrated, except I'm not showing it in my words. I'm not showing it in my packaging of the words. I'm staying calm and in control. And I used her name. So I said something like, oh, Julie, it sounds like. That's not what you wanted. So in a way, there's a little bit of empathy in there of you, how frustrating. You didn't want that as opposed to me explaining and justifying that's what I thought you wanted. So that, that probably yeah. made a, a noticeable difference for you. And then the second thing I think I said was um, oh, taking responsibility. It sounds like I misunderstood. So now I'm like, now she, now Julie's like, oh my God, how can I be angry with this person? So do you feel how that disarms you as the aggressor? Okay. Julie, does that, do you see how that disarms you? Yeah. So everybody, if we, what we want to do now is we want to make this generic because the, those two sentences are unique to this exchange and this conversation. If I break it down, the first thing I did was acknowledge, somehow acknowledge her, her feelings. In this way, there was empathy in my tone of voice. Oh, it sounds like I, it sounds like you didn't, that's not what you wanted. So there was, it, it's acknowledge and show empathy. That's step one. And then step two, take responsibility for the mistake even, and this is a tough one for our egos, even if you know you were not the one that was wrong. Because when you do that and you don't point the finger back at them, you have now very graciously accepted responsibility, admit, hey, maybe it was my fault. And then so often what happens, Julie, is the other person says, oh, well, maybe I forgot to tell you, or maybe I wasn't clear. And then they're going to be willing to share the responsibility. Not always, though, some of the time. Brilliant. So, make, so in one or two sentences, because I want to see if we can still squeeze in Angelique, I'm going to put you in the hot seat for about five minutes in a moment. So get ready. Julie, in a sentence or two, can you identify what you grasped from this coaching? It, yeah, clearly it's 
acknowledgement. And, and this is something that I, I knew and I didn't think about applying it to this kind of situation, but we, we know that acknowledging the feeling of the other allows him or her to go down to reason. Yeah. Not to be under the emotion again. And, and that, that's so key. Thank Beautiful. you. Julie, the one, a warning, be careful in, in the future. You don't want to say, Oh, you're angry or Oh, you're frustrated. That's a statement. People don't often like being, even if it's true, <laughs> we don't like people reading. No, don't tell me how I feel. <laughs> so what you want to do is you, Oh, are, you, you, I'm guessing you're upset. I'm wondering if you're yeah. angry. So you mm -hmm. position it that way. And then the last thing is, if you don't have the book Nonviolent Communication by Marshall Rosenberg, I re highly recommend that. And, or you can okay. do a search on nonviolent communication and get a list of feelings and needs from the, I'm sure you can get it on the websites, on the, on the internet. And yeah. so many of us are very, we, we are not fluent in our ability to identify many of our feelings or many of our needs. And I, to all my coaches, I recommend that they print these lists, that they laminate them, they have one copy in the house, in the kitchen, one in the car, one in the office, and get good at identifying those things. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Thank you, Julie. Thank you. Feel free to yourself. Really, yeah, it was a lovely exchange. Appreciate that. And Angelique, my dear, are you on the call? Yes, I'm on the call. Hello, Welcome. this is Angelique. Okay, so Angelique, we are going to, the issue that we're dealing with in relationship to your communication topic is, and I may not get this right, I'm so, this may be a stretch. One of the issues that people want to work on is stand up for yourself and ask for what you want. So I don't know, I know the topic you want to work on is clearly articulate your point of view. And maybe in that point of view, you're wanting to ask for something specific. That's a guess that I have. Does that match? Yes. Or, I'm, yes, I, I have a position. Yeah. Is um, maybe another way to say that. I have a position I'm, that is contrary to perhaps what is the uh, um, uh, current um, recommendation. Okay, so Angelique, we, you're, are you familiar with the four-sentence rule? Does that ring a bell? I wrote that down okay. <laughs> um, when you uh, started uh, this, this um, uh, session, yes. This comes from George Colreaser, who wrote a number of books. One of the books he wrote was Hostage at the Table. Fabulous book. What is it? Um, you kind of cut out a little bit. Sure. Uh, All right. Hostage. No, no, no. This is Nicola. Can you send that chat to everyone? Hostage at the table. George Cole Reeser. Good luck spelling that name correctly. <laughs> you can probably okay. Google him easily. So Nicola will give you that name in a moment. Thank you. Hostage at the table. George Cole Reeser. So Angelique. Oh, I just went blank again. My, oh, yes, four-sentence rule. George says, essentially, anything you say after the fourth sentence is the fifth sentence becomes a repeat of one of the first four sentences. <laughs> so mm. that may be true. And sometimes we need more details. 
So let's see, let's just take a stab at this because our time is getting tight and this is a good way to put you under pressure. <laughs> Angelique, let's hear your articulate, clearly articulate your point of view in four sentences or less. And if you don't make the mark, that's okay, we'll work on it. Okay, uh, here's the problem. Uh, the global QMS team is rolling out a new process for enterprise documents. This has had a significant impact on our um, standardization initiatives. It's causing significant delays uh, due to a bottleneck uh, in their department and requirement to have to have to go through all enterprise-wide uh, new policies and uh, procedures. To work around this, we... Okay, pause. So Angelique, that felt like one long sentence and it was hard for my brain to separate it. And you, you don't want the listener to do the heavy lifting. And part of the reason why, and maybe Angelique, we'll see how we do tonight. We, I may, if you're willing to come back for the July um, webinar, we may go into more detail on this one. So the first thing is that you're saying a sentence and it's going to the next sentence. And so what I want you to do is speak a little bit like a robot. The first, the issue is we have new documents, blah, 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 blah. And then take a long pause before you move to the second sentence. Start that again. The issue is we have a new process for enterprise document releases. Pause. Beautiful. Next sentence. This new process has caused significant delays in achieving our goals and objectives. Oh my God, you're doing beautifully. It's, it, you are, I, I like to say you, you're spoon feeding it to the baby and now the baby's not going to bring it back up and put it on your nice wall. <laughs> okay. Okay, great. Third sentence. We have adopted a, a different process. I don't say we have a workaround. We have a workaround that we modeled to um, achieve the commitments we made for our timelines. And I'd like to recommend this approach in the interim um, as this new new QS. Oh, hold on. No, that's too long. Okay. Go back okay. to starting on workaround. Okay. Um, our our group had uh, a commitment uh, for a timeline and we're not able to uh, achieve this with that new process and we came up with a, a, a different solution. That I, so okay. I think that's more information than you need. Okay. Can you, and I, ha I know you're not finished yet and we're starting to get tight on time. Yes. Can you so take it again from the top and let's see the four most important sentences. The enterprise uh, QMS team has rolled out a new process. This has caused, oh, pause, okay. That was good. <laughs> that was very good. This has caused significant uh, uh, delays in achieving our goals and objectives. We've devised. Stop it, significant delays, pause. Okay, it's caused significant delays. And I think now you can already move to our, our recommended solution is. Our recommended solution uh, is 
to uh, work with directly with business groups versus the QMS for standard SOP. Boom. Okay, so Angelique, go back and listen to the recording and see if that's sufficient. This was a little bit brutal because it was such a brief coaching, though I think, I'm going to guess that you took that down to the very, very skeleton level. I did. <laughs> and what you're going to decide, and then you decide later, what you say afterwards is, would you like me to go into more detail? And that's where you could expand. So uh, you want, this is the high level executive summary you just did. Beautiful. Got it. Angelique, thank you. And if you want more coaching on that, just reach out to me. We can have a one-on-one -on -one or we can expand on it in July. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Everyone, we're going to wrap up in, let's see, I can do it in 45 seconds. So our next webinar, I mentioned July 11th, same time, 7 p.m. Central European time. For real this time, we're going to limit it to 50 people. So if you want to be on the call, be sure to sign up early. You might want to take a screenshot of this slide so you have all the social media channels. And if you want to check out my Partner in Action podcast series, which was launched a few months ago, you can go to iTunes and search Carol Communication Coaching if you're on iTunes. Otherwise, go directly to my website, Resources for You podcast. And finally, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to go out there and be the best partner you can be. Thanks, everyone, and have a good evening. Good rest of the day. I reckon it took in my turn to win some or learn some, but I won't have a take no more, no more. It cannot wait. I'm yours.